Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Sumato Coffee. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight-up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. On this episode, we pull back the curtain on America's cancel culture and much, much more. Press was popping, baby. I can't call it Jules. It's your world, man. What's a good word with you? Oh, man, everything all good, man. You know me. Always smooth, man. So how about you, man? Is everything smooth with you over there? Man, no complaints, brother. No complaints, right. man. That's what's Just up. Happy to pod with you, man. I still got to uh, get that to you for your, for your nephew, for his uh, for his graduation. I ain't forget about him. So we're going to get that cracking. All right, cool. Hey, I know he's appreciative with whatever it is. I know it is. It's going to be nice. Oh, you already know. You already know Uncle Prez going to set him up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the show, man. So, fair foul. Jules, people that double dip, talk to him. That's a big foul, man. (laughs) Where my flag at? I threw it right out there in that field. (laughs) Uh, No, just one dip is good, man. You know, you you double dip and if it's either some fries or some chips, whatever the case may be. You dipping there, you eating. You, you probably got slime on your fingers and you <laughs> dipping and stuff. I mean, man, we don't want that. We don't want it. That's a foul. You all you need to just take a nice, nice dip on the first one and you good. Listen, Jules, I'm with you 100 percent on that. That's a major foul. And I'm the guy too. I'll tell you, if, if I'm at a party somewhere, I've been to fight parties and I see somebody do that. I'm like, bro, your finger is inside the dip right now. What are you doing? Right. The only way you get away with double dipping is when, let's say, for my fries, I get a um, barbecue or sweet and sour, whatever the case may be. And if I don't get enough on the first one, but I, I didn't touch my mouth yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now so that's different. I, that's different. Yeah, I can, I can, I can double dip because I, I didn't touch my mouth. I didn't, you know, you just get a little piece on that fry or chip or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I ain't get enough. So 
let me let me just get a little more. You can get away with that. But I will say this: if that thing went anywhere near your mouth, man, <laughs> you better not go dipping back into that dip. <laughs> and also, too, I'm the guy. I'll judge you if you if you got too much uh, dip on your chip. I'll let you know. Not, <laughs> Damn. Don't be greedy out here now. <laughs> so people, yeah. don't, don't double dip out here. Do not do it. <laughs> Especially no. if I'm at your party. No. <laughs> Dang. So you can't double dip and you can't have too much dip, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> too much dip on your chip. <laughs> man, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So that's foul. Major foul. All right, Jules. Let's get into some of these mailbag questions real quick, man. So the first one came over from Pamela from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she wanted to know, what was our favorite memories from high school? Where can I start? There's so many, so many good memories and bad. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Perez, for me is, we had that McDonald's on the corner, man. And oh, yeah. I think before and after school, that was the spot. And we used to be deep, and we used to just sit there and laugh and just joke around and just have some fun up in there, man. I miss that, because life go on, and we don't see everybody yet. And just to just remember just talking and just hanging out and stuff is that remind me of the party we went to for uh, Big Mike. And oh, you was yeah. there. And, just, and that brought back memories because we were sitting there, grown men. But if it took me back to when we was in, when we was in high school. Yeah, man. It, it, you know, it was almost like we picked up where we left off because I hadn't seen yep. Big Mike in a minute, bro. That's a good one right there. Yeah. Because it felt like those old times. Yep. And he was so happy to see us, man. I was like, look at Big Mike over here being all sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, we had Big Mike, you know, and the goat was out, came out, man. And yes, sir. The man. Shout out to the goat. Yes. <laughs> the, the true goat. I know people on the people. Hey, people going to be like, who is the goat? And then some people going to be like, oh, yeah, we know who they talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it ain't MJ or LeBron. No. <laughs> The people in the streets of Chicago, they know who the goat is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Jules, this was that was a good that was a good response. I like that one, man. I would say for me, Pamela, that was a tough question to answer because to Jules' point, there were so many of those moments that were just like things that I look back to even now, and I can smile sometimes just thinking back to some of those times because I've said on this podcast before, some of the best times I had in life was when I was flat broke, and those are those times. Mm. I would have $2 in my pocket. We'd be at McDonald's kicking it before and after school. Yep. I ain't ordered no yep. food, but we in there cracking up, laughing. No drama. Ain't nobody out here fighting. Nobody game banging. Those were good times, man. Really good times. That was a good time for me. I think I look back to when we used to go to the mall and kick it and, and hang out. Those were some good times. But absolute favorite, favorite memory? Man, I'm going to say probably playing in... Um, the freshman year championship football game. Uh, we played against Malcolm. And right. the reason why this one is probably one of my favorite memories is because my family, they didn't get to come to a lot of my games. Obviously, people were working. My mom worked two jobs. So she didn't even really get to attend a lot of my games for football or track. So this particular game, my whole entire family came out. Like my grandmother, my aunts, my cousins, my brother. I mean, they was out there deep. And... Uh, Dude, I balled out. We lost in the game, but that was one of those games. Where I left everything out there on the field. And we talk about this a lot on the show. When you have support, when you have people behind you, there's no limit to the things you can do out here. So that's something that I look back fondly, very fondly of. Oh, man, that's a good one. Hey, let me ask you, Prez. Was Donovan playing in that game? Uh, in Mark Carmen? 
You know what? So he was a senior, so he was playing in that in the uh, on the varsity. So I, that was okay. a freshman game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Now I did compete against Donovan in, in track, and I dusted his ass because he wasn't fast <laughs> like that. He wasn't fast like that. Good. Good. Take that, Donovan. Yeah. You know what? It's <laughs> funny, man. I saw this guy later in life, man. He was uh, at ET on the South Side. This before you know they had the incident there, and I ran into him. This man will remember me from the man of the moon when I got over there in his little circle of people and I had to let him know some things real quick. He laughed. He, he got a little joke out of it. I was like, okay, cool, Donovan. You at least you don't take yourself too seriously. So, good guy. <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. I like that. That's a good story, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jules. So, the next one comes over from Jeffrey from Columbus, Ohio. And he said, guys, do you have any advice for me on how to foster a better co-parenting relationship with my son's mother? Shortly put, Five syllables, one word, communication. That is the key. As far as their relationship or whatever, to, have, to build a better one, you need understanding. And you need to listen on both parties. You got to talk about the things that you like and, and dislike about each other and build on it. It's hard, but it's simple if people can understand that. It's, it's one of them things you just got to put things to the side, pride or ego, whatever the case may be. But have this communication, have a dialogue, have understanding, learn from each other. And that's where you better... You can be a better co-parent with your son's mother and then um, also be a better parent for your son. So communication is the key for me. <laughs> Bottom line, I think in this relationship that Jeffrey's talking about, I think in life in general, it comes down to communication. Because if you don't have that, then you don't have anything because everything starts mm-hmm. at that basic premise. Jeffrey, the one thing that I wanted to remind you of is to remember that no matter what is going on between you and your son's mother, that your son is all that matters, right? So just remember to keep that, kid first and keep him out of any disputes or arguments or anything that you guys have because to Joseph's point, you got to have that communication and understanding, but also don't use the kid as a pawn between you guys when you guys one of you are Mm -hmm. mad about something. Don't do that because the kid's going to pay for that. You know what I mean? And and that's not fair to that child. No, fair point, Chris. Fair point. And also too, Hey, don't be afraid to get a mediator. So if there's situations where you and and your son's mother are just not seeing eye to eye on certain things, go find a third party, man. It can help you guys, you know, alleviate maybe some issues and concerns that you guys have. So that's my two cents. I'll just keep it short to the point. But Jules nailed it. Just communicate. Yeah, Press, because to piggyback off that mediator, I tell a lot of people, I go on these calls of domestics and stuff. And one thing I would say, if it's that difficult where you guys cannot, talk it, talk it out and move forward, get a meter. And not somebody that's from this person's family or that person's family, somebody who's unbiased and, and impartial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So, Lene from Richardson, Texas. Shout out to you, Lene. She wanted to know, what were our thoughts on the Britney Spears situation? That's a lot to unpack there, Jules. Oh, Britney. Her father, I believe, is in, in charge of her finances. She's got a team of people that are not only in charge of her finances, but like any decision that she wants to make. Man, okay. She wouldn't have control of her own money. Yeah. Right. Shit, her she life. Her <laughs> own life, really. Yeah. I mean, she should. She, yeah, she's a grown woman. I'm not big on Britney Spears, but I've seen on tabloids or news that she had a little couple of breakdowns, which just in life in general, I mean, you in that stage, you know, to perform and do things. And I probably understand, you know, you just have one of them days where you just break down. And you kind of just trying to just lose it a little bit. But with that, she's a she's a grown woman. She's been in the game for a long time. And for her still to not, you know, don't have the decisions on 
her life, yeah, she, it's, it's time that she need to move on and separate from that. Her father in charge of her money, but he milking that thing. Mm-hmm. He milking it. He give, giving himself raises and paying himself and going on trips. And she like, man, wait a minute, hold on. I'm losing money. And where I'm losing money at? Hey, my father over there living good and I, I don't have no say-so. He's paying himself more than what she's getting a month. Mm-hmm. And she's she's the star. She's the breadwinner. So, Brittany, I hope you get everything you're looking for. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Jules. I think when I look at this situation, I understood why it's, uh, why they did this in the beginning because Brittany went through some troubles back in the past. I'm not going to retrace those things. You guys know what she was right. involved with. However, man, I think it's important when family steps up in those situations, they see someone that's struggling a bit to say, hey, you know what? We got you. We're going to support you. We're going to make sure that you're being taken care of and that you don't squander your money and don't you know ruin your life, right? So in the beginning, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, it made sense because someone wanted to step in and help her out. But now at this point, okay. she's been, what, 12 or 13 years removed from, from those struggles that she was having? Again, this woman, right. her independence back. She went on tours. You know, she's living her life now, but she still got people over here telling her what she can and cannot do. She got to ask permission to, to go places. Like, come on, man. Like, this is a grown-ass woman. You know what I mean? All right. Go ahead and get your money, Brittany. Go ahead and get your money. <laughs> This is the thing, though. She's been behind the scenes, Jules, trying to get out of this thing. And she's been trying to do it respectfully. So she's been asking for a while, like, hey, let me out of this thing. You know, it's time. So for me, Uh I can only imagine how frustrating that would be. Because, I mean, Jules, you and I, we're adults, man. We do what we got to do. We make the best decisions for our families. Can you imagine if you had someone that you had to go to and they're telling you, okay, you can't spend this. Or, here, we're going to put you on this type of allowance. You'd be like, what? You know, allowance, nothing. I'm going to spend what I want to (laughs) spend. I'm making it. (laughs) Uh, Right. I'm so like, you know what? Thank you for your services. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your services. I'm going to spend my money. Okay. Yeah, it's just the whole situation is not fair. I mean, like you said, I think the people in her life, they came in and they were trying to help her. But then I think gradually, man, people started getting greedy. They took advantage of the situation. And this is where we're at now. Man. So it just sucks, man. Yeah. Because we talked about this on, on some recent episodes about how money, you know, ruins relationships, especially with families, man. Just You see a different side of people when money's involved, bro. It's some nasty business, man. Man, good luck, Brittany. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Hopefully she gets that freedom and independence, man. We're, we're pulling for you over here. We're pulling back the current family. And get some more music out there, too. Yeah, I'm sure she's working on something. I'm sure she's yeah. working on something. I rock with Brittany, though. All right. The last question, man, before we get into this episode, it comes over from Philip from Sock Village, Illinois. Sock Village, okay. Uh, (laughs) And he wanted to know, what week will Justin Fields be named the starter? Hey, I've been listening to you guys over there on the Bears Essential Boy, and and you guys are geek, especially you prayers about about Justin Fields. (laughs) Well, let me see. The Bears got a pretty tough schedule. Now, week four, we got the Bengals. Then we get the Lions week six, I believe. It all depends what Andy's doing out there. If he's going out there and doing his job and, and controlling the game and putting points on the board, we're all good. Now, if you go out there and stink and you got to get Justin in, I'm a little afraid because of the schedule. I hope that we don't put him in early. I hope he's getting some good snaps at practice. Uh, we'll probably see him in preseason, I think. Oh, we're gonna see a lot of them preseason. We're gonna see a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. If anything, maybe, maybe week six. Maybe week six. Okay. Against the Lions. Against the Lions. But man, this schedule here, Prez, you know what? Better than I this schedule is tough, man. 
Oh, yeah, it's definitely a tough schedule. And that's something I've even been talking about with a lot of Bears fans out there that have been coming to me and saying, oh, man, Justin Fields could start week one. No, let's pop our brakes. Uh, that week yeah. one defense, they're playing against the Rams and Aaron Donald. Sorry, I don't want to throw Justin Fields out to the wolves like that. You know what I mean? So with me, and you know this, Jules, I think that we need to take more of a patient approach with Justin let him learn and develop and just put our full support behind Andy. Now, I don't think Andy Dalton's is going to be like no salvation or anything like that, but he'll get the job done, I think. And let's take our time with Justin, let him develop the right way. Because look at Patrick Mahomes. I'm not trying to compare Justin Fields and Patrick Mahomes. I just want to put that out there, audience. But I'm saying uh-huh. Justin Fields, if he gets the chance to develop for a whole season like Patrick Mahomes and then this mm-hmm. and then year two, he can take the reins over. Imagine how good of a quarterback he'll be after having a year being mentored. You you got Nick Foles there in that locker room. If he stays on the roster, that's a great veteran to have in your ear that's helping you to develop in his league. And then he gets to watch Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's now a lot of people don't get his guy the respect. He's a veteran that has seen a lot of different NFL defenses and he's played in a lot of different NFL offenses. So he's got some value there. So I think we as fans need to be a little patient. I know we're all excited. Trust me. It takes everything inside of me to even say these words to you guys right now to be patient because Mm -hmm. I'm not patient when it comes to Justin Fields. But I also know, Jules, that we've seen a lot of these quarterbacks come into the NFL and when they've been put out on the field before they've been ready, then what happens to them? No, I I agree with you 100%, Perez. We don't want to get this guy out here early, rock this dude confidence, and that's it. Because once that mind go, gone, that's it. It's a a wrap. It's It's a a wrap. wrap. So, yeah, man. So, hey. Phil, I'm not going to answer that one. Sorry. I just want us to just hold off, you know. So, Jules, what you say, week six, you think? Well, I was I was thinking of the uh, the uh, Lions. We'll see what happens. It's too of a broad uh, answer because it's like, it all depends what Andy does. Like you were just saying, we don't want Justin to get out there and these defense that, he's, that, he's, that we're playing against, we don't want his confidence to get rocked. It's almost like have Andy just, you know, control everything. If we can get Justin in on some on some fourth quarter stuff, then we're good. Yeah, you and you know what? Obviously, he's going to see a lot of time during preseason because Nagy's already said that they're going to play Justin Fields a lot. But I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if the Bears are in a situation, maybe where they've blown a team out, maybe we'll see Justin Fields get some like last minute snaps in the in the fourth quarter of a game, right? So we're going to see him. It's just for me, I just don't want to necessarily see him start too early in the season, unless he's absolutely ready. Now, if he's absolutely ready, cool. But I'm just saying that, man, we got a Ferrari, man. Just let that thing just end. <laughs> just keep it in the garage, man, for a little bit. Man, we good. <laughs> I like that. But no, that was a good question, Phil, man. I, I didn't mean to just not blatantly not answer it, but I just, I just want us to preach patience right now. Just patience. Uh-huh. So that's it, man. That is it. But Man, Jules, let's get into the nuts and bolts of the episode here, man. Audience, this is going to be oh, one that you guys are going to enjoy. You guys are probably going to have a little bit of debate with us on, which, you know, we love that. So cancel culture, Jules. What does that mean to you, man? Because I think for a lot of people, it means a couple different things. So it's a popular practice. Somebody in the general public who have a platform probably said some things or done some things that another side do not particularly care for. If they're a CEO or artist or musician or player or whatever the case may be, to get that person removed from their position. I'm not on a lot of social media, but that's kind of what I get out of it. You're right. I mean, we see a lot of that on social media right now, but 
Mm. I don't know, man. When If you ask one person what cancel culture means to them, they may have a different uh, explanation of it than, than another person. So mm-hmm. a lot of times what we see is these campaigns where people are like boycotting celebrities, so as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody might have done something in their past and, you know, some old tweet that they put out back in 2003, come back and bite them in the ass, right? And so then, of course, people were like, cancel such and such. For me, I look at things of holding people accountable is what we should be after. I don't think that we should be trying to get people fired. I don't think we should be trying to eliminate the ability for people to earn income because of mistakes. Because what I look at is, is embarrassing and cancel somebody going to create change behavior? Or does that just make that person just, all right, well, I'm not going to say that again. And then they're just still a piece of shit. That's the thing that well, I don't really understand with this whole cancel culture thing. I think we need to learn how to have conversations with people. If you and I don't see things a certain way, if we have bad behavior, then we need to be addressing the bad behavior and working on improving ourselves. And I think that you get more results that way than just trying to publicly embarrass people. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. Good point there. I don't agree with it as well because we're not learning anything from one another. It, it, and it could be as simple just a misunderstanding. It could be as simple as that. People live different lives. They are taught different things. Somebody's perception on one thing may be a different perception on somebody else, but you just got to be willing to be open to be understanding to get this. But when you look at something, if somebody put something out and you have a problem with it or it doesn't fit your lifestyle, then you automatically say, no, that person's wrong and we need to shun him out or him or her out, go after his life, him or her livelihood. But what are we getting out of it? If I have a problem with somebody or disagreement with something, I like to talk to people so I can understand. I'm not going to go and publicly humiliate people or try to get the person removed. I, I, I care less about all that. I agree with everything you said there because what we talked about earlier in the show, communication. Uh So, And we talked about on last week's episode, we talked about the fact that sometimes on social media, you may see something, you may not even interpret it maybe in the way that someone meant it. Okay. You know, a lot of this stuff is a matter of interpretation. Now, there are some things that are happening out here in this world where certain people are just like, just really bad people right now. In those situations, hey, if you're doing stuff to kids, if you're just like a horrible individual, okay, I can understand people wanting to hold you accountable. But I think that when I think of this, the term cancel culture, I just think that it's misnamed. I think for me, we're in a consequence society and a consequence culture. So I think that if it's about consequences, then let it be about consequences. But I don't like the term of cancel somebody. That's just to me, it just seems, I don't know, It just seems like, wait, we're not gods. We can't sit here and Mm. and hold some sort of authority over the next person. Come on, Perez. (laughs) Who who so in other words, who are you to cancel somebody? Thank you. And if you don't have skeletons in your closet, Mm. that's like somebody picking apart your life and coming at you, picking at you at the head all the time. Oh, remember this? Like, come on now. We all done and said and did something. We all have sinned, I mean. And let's be honest, Jules. The few people that they've quote unquote canceled. They didn't lose anything significantly in their careers. I mean, let's just talk about Roseanne Barr. Now, mm-hmm. she had Good a one. racist tweet, right? Good one. Right. So, yeah, she lost her show, but the woman's still rich. She's still famous as hell. You know what I mean? So when I see this cancel culture stuff happening, the only people that really suffer consequences from this are the average Joes. I've seen so much stuff online where there's people that are pulling up old messages and and recordings of people and sending it to their bosses and getting them fired or humiliating people on social media. These are just average jokes. 
Now, these are the people that are going to suffer from this cancel culture, not the famous people that people are saying, oh, I'm going to cancel Kanye. I'm going to cancel Oprah or whoever else they want to cancel. But you can't cancel people that are rich. These people are going to still remain to be rich. You picked a good one, Prez. What we're saying, they redid the Connor. Yep. They rebooted their season, rather. A big Roseanne fan. I used to watch that daily. And it was good for them to get back on there. But when she tweeted that thing about Valerie Jarrett, the ex-advisor for uh, Obama, here's where we can we can debate right here. Excuse me and forgive me. I didn't know she was black. I didn't know from the picture because she doesn't look black to me. And what, what Roseanne said, I thought it didn't warrant her to lose her show. Because I thought, I didn't know she was, you know, but I didn't think, I think Roseanne said she didn't even know. With that right there, you have some people say, oh, well, you know, what she said was insensitive and it wasn't funny, but did it warrant it for her to lose a job? Uh, you know, her uh, her show. That's up for a debate. Where you have the people who was like, this is this is racist. And then uh, Wanda Sykes, who was, a, who was a consultant producer there, and tweeted where, you know, she won't be on the show. So I think when I look at that one, right, she compared her to an ape or something along those lines. So, yeah, it was something like Planet of the Ape and something. Yeah. So for me, I looked at that one and I said, okay, that's a horrible thing to say, first and foremost. Secondly, it wasn't funny. You know, I'm like, Rosé, right. this wasn't right. funny. That shit wasn't funny. And third, sometimes people have to take these L's to learn. So my whole thing is, no, I don't want to cancel you. I want to educate you to know, help you understand why I think in this way. And even saying some shit like that is problematic. So I looked at it a little bit differently there. But like you said, these are things that we can debate. We can have these type of conversations. Because then what did, she, what did Roseanne in that situation do? She joked and said that she was hacked. That's what ends up happening in these situations where people put this bullshit out. And then they get called out for it. And all of a sudden, oh, man, my phone got hacked. That wasn't me. I didn't send those tweets. I'm like, oh, convenient. You were hacked. Right. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to hack your phone and talk about Valerie uh, Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said, you said it. Stand up and own up to it. Now, mm-hmm. was you, did you, you meant that as a joke or being racist or being stupid or whatever the case may be. Just own up to it. <laughs> we all know you wrote it. You know, just stand up and own it and own up, own up to it. But see, what, right. what, what, what this episode we're talking about here, Prez, that could have been a good, a good lesson right there for, for Roseanne to understand why people were upset. Mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. it was a snowball effect because she felt, now, now she felt like she was vilified. And she right. been, and then we lose, we lose what, the, what the real message could have been here. We lose exactly. this understanding. That's why this cancer culture is, 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 is toxic. Because we we're not gain we're not getting to understand it. No, because all we're doing is it's just more negativity. So we're taking a situation that's negative, and then we're just throwing a bunch of gasoline on it. And how do we heal? How do we how do we get better? How do we change that behavior? Because Roseanne immediately went on the defensive. What she said, uh, I'm sorry that you thought I was racist and you thought that my tweet was racist because it wasn't. So now she's not even in any sort of position to even have a conversation because now she's automatically on the defense. And why is she on the defense? Right. Because people want to cancel her. And they did. Do you watch the show? No, man. I watched uh, that show when I was a shorty, man. But no, mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch it. I know a lot of people, though, was watching that reboot. They was really excited when it came back, you know, and they got her up off of them. But this is the thing. Doesn't Roseanne still make royalties on the other show? Doesn't that show still come on on TV somewhere? Yep, yep. And but that's a situation too with Valerie Jarrett. To her credit, she kind of sidestepped the whole situation. She really didn't really get involved into it. You know, she was just like, "Hey, 
whatever. <laughs> she, hey, she probably like Matt McCall worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some things don't need a rebuttal on certain things. Hey, whatever, man. That's some stupid stuff. I get better. You know, I get better doing my time. Because she said, there's things that keep me up at night. And she said, it ain't a racist tweet. And I think that that's the type of attitude that people need to have and not maybe just to that degree. But let's say on the last episode, we talked about the toxicity that's going on right now with social media. I'm not going to worry about what anybody is saying about me on some sort of public platform. I know who I am. I know my worth. We all know who we are. So nobody can tell you anything about yourself, honestly, the way I look at it. So mm-hmm. to Valerie Jarrett's point, she was like, I'm not going to lose sleep over this. But then there's people that are throwing gasoline on this stuff that weren't even involved in the situation. And that's this cancel culture. There's people, you don't even have any skin in the game here. And you're more upset about this than the person who the comment was made towards. Right, right. Now, is it is it because you want to keep the mess going? Or you just, hey, you just really dislike Roseanne. You want her to, you know, get fired and really stick it to her. And see, no. that's the thing. I think what it comes down to is people like the drama. We, we talked about them right. on, on the past shows. Controversy sells, man. So when you have a culture out here that's toxic, we talked about the world being toxic. We talked about the effects of the Trump administration, how that kind of shifted things and everybody's now attacking other people. It just Ooh. comes down to just people right. are just nasty. Everybody wants a battle and everybody wants a fight. That's too much. Hey, that's, too, that's a lot of fighting, Chris. <laughs> that is a lot of fighting. And you'll just wear yourself out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. You know, there's other examples of people, you know, out here that they have, have come after. And I just think for me, it just needs to be more about accountability, point blank. I'm okay with people being held accountable for their actions, for their bad behavior. So I don't want anybody that's listening to the show to think I think otherwise. I just think that there's other ways to go about correcting bad behavior. Because I think that the whole cancel culture idea is no different than the person, in my opinion, that's doing the, the bad deed. Because now you're taking this situation now, you're fanning flames on it, and now your behavior can be considered toxic in nature. By the way that you're acting and responding and going and, and messaging people's uh, HR departments at their companies and whatever. I think that's really inappropriate behavior. I'm never going to sit there and do that kind of thing. I don't have time for it personally. Like, I see right. people doing some fucked up stuff out here. I'm not going to sit here, man, I'm about to go on LinkedIn. I'm about to find out who your CEO is. I'm a screenshot. No, man, get a life. <laughs> Worry about your Dude, own stuff. Chris, come on, man. Come on. What you just said right there remind me of when we were shorties and, and growing up in, in grade school and stuff. If you get into a fight or if somebody hits you and you hit the person back, they say, you're in trouble too. It was something, something what them teachers were saying back in the day. The same thing what you just said right here. That person did or said something, but you take it a step above because you're like stalking this person to find out this person's employment and who he or she hang out with to really just counsel this person. And it's like, that is a lot of energy and a mm-hmm. lot of energy and a lot of time. And frankly, I'm like, you, Chris, I don't have it. <laughs> if that person is a bad person, he or she will be, he or she be brought into the light. Now, if it's one thing years ago, do you really need to counsel this person, as as they call it? That's a fair point. Because, dude, we, we talk about mental health so much right now, right? That's the thing that uh-huh. everybody's really super focused on. <clears throat> so another reason why I look at this cancel culture and I believe that it's so toxic, because think about the effect that not only it has on the mental health of the person that being, quote, unquote, canceled, 
But what about the people, as I mentioned before, that are fanning the flames of this behavior? Because when you think about what cancel culture is, it's about shaming people publicly, right? And they think that that's going to be a way to correct behavior. But honestly, that's not (laughs) the way that, to me, I don't think you correct behavior that way. Just me, I I don't really think that that's a way to get anything. When I've made mistakes in my life, I've always looked at myself in the mirror and I've checked myself. Now, other people also can pull me to the side and say, hey, man, I'm noticing some stuff here, man. You know, you might want to tighten that up. Hey, I know where that comes from. I know it comes from a good place. Then you make those corrections. I don't need right. to be, you know, put out there and, and everybody's like, oh, look at this guy. He said this. He does this. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody hate him. How, who does that help? What did that solve? What did that prove? Mm-hmm. Instead of ruining somebody, somebody's life. Press, I work in a profession where I get a camera stick in my face every day. But if people know me, know I'm a fair dude, but I'm a human being as well. And I have flaws and I have bad days. Now, if you're going to take my one bad day with the many years that I've been on good day and say, we need to get rid of this guy because of this one bad day, that's, that's messed up. Well, I will say this, though, Jules, to debate. It depends on what that bad day is. Well, yeah, well, yeah, right, right. So right. I just want I'm to not yeah, 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 yeah. Depending <laughs> on the set. Right. I'm talking about like if I'm if I'm yelling or cursing somebody, I'm having a bad something like that. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no. And no, you no. and you get and you get caught on video and they're like, oh, right. look at this rogue. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because just just a couple weeks ago, we're I'm helping out on the stop and some dude drive past and said, you know, you know, F twelve and stuff. And I told him F your mama. Let's just say somebody saw that, like, hey, look at what this officer said. And they're like, hey, now I got to be reprimanded or put on on leave or something because I'm insensitive. But, you know, I was in the moment. Hey, right. But you know what, Jules? You know what I'm going to say to you, man? You better than that, bro. You know, you know, man, all that person was looking. They want to get a reaction out of you. Don't, don't give them that opportunity to do that to you, man. Because that's the thing, man. These people out here, man, they feed on that type of stuff. And you know somebody probably recorded you. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to be cognizant of that, too, for yourself. Because people, man, they're trolls. That's all that is. That's troll behavior. No, you're right. You know where it comes from. Uh Because right now, and that's what I'm saying, we're in this world now where things are so divided. People are just looking for things to feed into some negativity, right? They don't know you from the man of the moon. And they honestly probably don't even really care. They just want to get a reaction, say some fucked up shit to you to fuck your day up. No, you're right. Hey, hey, Prez, and I appreciate that. Because, right. And he just got me on. You just got me on that day, boy. Yeah, he caught you. He caught you in that mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just got mad because he driving past saying this. I said, I wish this dude would just walk up to me. <laughs> but keyword driving past. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's the definition of a troll. He don't want no smoke out here, bro. Come on. You so brave, pull the car over and say that. <laughs> you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? <laughs> not that I'm, you know, not that I'm promoting anything like that, but you get my point right. on this. That no. There's situations, and that's why we're having this discussion even right now. These are situations right there that, quote unquote, could get him, Jules, in trouble if right. someone wanted to send that to a superior. So that's the type of world that we're in right now. We also have to do our part to not allow people to egg you on into situations like that, and for you to just rise above the nonsense. That's, to me, that's why I gave up the social media stuff because I don't have time for it. Now, I know some people enjoy it. It's like a uh, a part of their day where it's kind of lighthearted, gives them something that they you know, not think about life's problems and, and troubles and 
stuff like that. But for me, I just look at it as, man, I already got enough going on in life. And then you see people beefing and fighting and arguing on social media. And you see them trying to cancel this person, drag this person. It's like, man, I don't have time for that. I got enough drama going on in my own family. I don't have time for this from random strangers or celebrities that I don't, that I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's just the way that I see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I got you. We're here with it, man. We're here with it. And you know another part about it too, Jules, that, that, that I think from a mental health standpoint that uh-huh. I don't agree with it is, okay, fine. All right, let's just put me for an example. I said something in 2011 or I did something in 2011 and people are like, oh man, F this guy. He did this and he did that. Now he gets put out there in the masses and now I got thousands of people sending me uh, messages you know, and they're threatening me and they're saying all these different things to me. Now, what makes them any different than me in that situation? Okay, yeah, I fucked up. But does is it any better for you to now to start making threats to me and start like doing all this other kind of stuff? Because I think... When I look at things, you're no different than the bad behavior that you're calling out when you act that way. Right. These are things are just we learn from little 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 kids. Mm-hmm. You're pointing a finger, but you're not perfect. Are you just hating? Hmm. You're hating mm-hmm. because that person's doing something, and let's say you're not. That's a fair point, Jules. Because think about it. You wouldn't try to cancel somebody that you didn't deem that they had something that you didn't have or you think that they are somewhat more acceptable than you. So you're going to do that to somebody that you think has some sort of up or up on you, you know, that has an advantage on you because you're not going to try to cancel somebody because you're not going to put that type of energy in it. At least I don't think you would. Man, that is just way too much energy. Mm -hmm. And now certain things like prayers, like we we talked on, uh, on this episode, certain things I agree. Some things is just not cool, and that person, whoever the case may be, should be should be dealt with. Like, of course, mm-hmm. race, racism, or or if you talk about somebody, uh, sexuality, or or re, uh, religion, maybe right. you know, or you assault with a woman, right? Child, something, whatever. Yeah, it's you know? certain things is no, 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 no. We can't let that ride, and you need to no. be taken care of. For mm-hmm. certain things, just a simple. Simple misunderstanding or a bad day or whatever the case may be. Come on, people. We have to get better. We have to get better and 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 stop stop this divisionness. It's I'm I'm tired of it. We got stuff going on with this pandemic and 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 killings and we we got we got to be a a country a, a world united instead of instead of divide is division. Man, if somebody did something mm-hmm. 30 years ago, it's in the past and haven't had any other problems since then. That's the stuff I'm talking about. It's like, oh, why? What this mm-hmm. person do to you? Let's move on. Listen, it's okay. Or if there is a problem you don't understand, reach out to that person, talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's all we're saying. Just get understanding. And then if what you find out, okay, you still want to, try to get this person to have them not have a platform, then, okay, then you have a reason. But if you just see something, a headline or a title or a tweet or a message, oh, we must get rid of this person. What is it solving? It don't solve anything. And, and like I said before, it's that mob pack mentality. And I think that that's just as toxic and dangerous as, as people that are out here making terrible, bad decisions. Because, again, I'm going to say we should always call out bad behavior. But 
I think if we have a culture and if we have a world that encourages people to be very quick to try to cancel people, but then they're reluctant to forgive, then that's dangerous. Because the way I was brought up is my mom and my grandma, they say, look, no one's perfect. We make mistakes and shit. And a lot of times it said, you're going to learn from those mistakes. So where did we miss out on the forgiveness part of things? Now, certain things maybe be unforgivable to some. But I think there's some uh-huh. situations where I think that we need to maybe sit down with people and just go back to having conversations again. I still go back to that. And to me, it's about communication. If I don't understand something that you said, I want to get the context. What you mean by that? Right? I don't want right. to jump to a conclusion. Because right. Because right. maybe... I'm sorry, Press. Go ahead. I'm, I, I'm sorry. You was, you was talking still. No, no. So the only thing I was going to say about that, I just wouldn't want to jump to a conclusion because then what happens then if I overreact to something that wasn't even that deep? Then now I've right. taken a situation and made it into something that, that it shouldn't even be about. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Perez, you took it right out of my mouth because, right, we have a misunderstanding. And then I took something out of, uh, you know, I took something. I was wrong. I took something you said wrong and you didn't even meant that. And then I'm sitting here trying to counsel you off a of misunderstanding. That's how I do things. Now, if you go to that person, try to talk to that person, then he or she don't want to talk or he or she, you know, closing the door on you, you can't get anywhere, then you might have need another approach. But still, you know, be careful on what you what you're going to do because it still might not be what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't want to put yourself in a situation where, oh, man, because now then you want that person. Now you want forgiveness, right? Yeah. So, so that's the thing. You want to be told, you want to be, oh man, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, if you can forgive me. What happened to that person said, no, no, bro. We ain't go, no, you, yeah, you're gonna eat that for a little bit. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And I and I mean, just back to the point that I made about when we were kids, you learn from those mistakes, right? And what's the thing that you teach kids to do? You teach them to admit what they did wrong, to apologize, uh-huh. right? to make amends and learn to grow. That's no different than what I would expect from an adult. It's the same very concept. However, when we're canceling folks, you're denying people the same opportunity of how we were brought up. Now, I just want you guys to think about what I just said there. As a child, you're taught one way, but as an adult, that doesn't exist anymore? Why not? Why are we going against principle and what we're taught? That is a damn good question, Press. Where are we going? If this is how we brought up, and as you said, we're taught to take responsibility and admit that we're wrong, say you're sorry, and then for the other kid, to, okay, now forgive them. Now, if, we get not, uh, gr- grown, if we're grown <laughs> and we can't stand on them very principles we are taught, then what society, where society, where we, where we going in society then? Yeah. To where are we headed well, to? We're going backwards. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. Right. Right. And that is, that is, that right there is scary. And I'm telling you, man, the world is becoming a very messy place. And there's people out here that are good people that have flaws. And I think that that's important to remember that. There's people out here that, okay, you might have something in your, in your past that you wouldn't want people to dredge up. There's a lot of people that have skeletons in their closet. There's probably people listening to this show right now that's probably sitting over here like, oh, I don't agree with what you guys are saying. Well, look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you probably have done or said something in your life that you're not proud of. 
that you may have said something where you didn't have understanding or where you weren't educated or you weren't at a point of awareness in, in the way that the world goes. How would you feel if those things that you have done or said got put out to the masses and it, it affected your livelihood, it affected the way people view you, your reputation? That's what we have to think about. We have to think about these situations and realize we've all made mistakes. We all continue to learn from those mistakes. And mm-hmm. mental health, I'm going to go back to that one last time here before we get out of here, is very important. We got to protect our energy. And I don't think that this canceling thing is a way to go about protecting anyone's mental health. Not only the person that is being canceled, but the people that are involved, because it's not good on either side, Jules. Right, right. Both lose. And I've even seen, too, in situations where someone's done something, and if they apologize quickly, then people are like, oh, they didn't mean that apology. Or... If they right, take a little longer right. to apologize, then what they'll say is, oh, someone made them do that. They had to like get a, a, a PR person to, to apologize. So right. in essence, it kind of feels like, all right, so you make the mistake and then you don't even want to allow the person to apologize for it. So no. Nothing's going to be good Pre- enough. Thank you, Pre- Press. Thank you. It, it goes back to a sick. God damn. I mean, so what is the main goal? People mess up. And it's like, man, my bad. Damn, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't even think of it that way. Or what I said was insensitive. I I wasn't thinking when I wrote that. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. I could raise my hand and say that. I didn't mean that, you know, because we just got to get back to talk things out. Somebody said it's sorry to forgive, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. My God. Things that we're taught from a little kid, and now we can't just veer off from it. It was working back then. Oh, man. Hey, you said a mouthful on that one, Ed. Now the person apologizing is like, no, nah, it wasn't sincere enough. Or mm-hmm. they doing it to save face. Or they doing it so they won't get canceled or won't get fired. Listen, somebody did something to you and that person apologized. It's just, hey, hey, I accept your apology and move on. You'll feel better afterwards. Yep. And I mean, okay, this is my thing when I think about it. Canceling is not about morality. It's about dominating somebody mm-hmm. because... If someone is attempting to help you become a better person, think about what I said in the episode before. People will pull you to the side and have those discussions, right? You don't have to put somebody on blast in a, in a public way. So when you do that in a public way, it's an attempt to control somebody. You're trying to control a narrative. Uh-huh. So someone is trying to cancel, they don't have a moral high ground. That's just the way that I see it. At the end of the day, I just think that when it comes down to it, We all should be striving to be better people. And I'm not here to judge what another person is out here doing. I don't worry about what people are doing in their bedrooms. I don't worry about what people are doing in their personal lives. That's not my concern. I have enough things in my life that I can worry about to me to be a better person every day. I'm trying to be the best prayers I can be. I'm still out here learning. In my old age here, I'm still striving to be better, right? I've made a lot of mistakes. And that's why I'm trying to get people to understand that if you can humble yourself enough to understand that you're not perfect, that there's people out here that are imperfect people, then I think that that goes a long way for us to just start to have a little bit more common ground with one another. Yes, sir. It's, again, understanding, compassion, empathy, and sympathy, everything. We can talk about this all day. It's just a simple fact, man. We have to to move on here. Mm -hmm. You got to move on in life. It's too much out there for me to worry about this one person. It's too much. 
Well, to the point that you made earlier, we're, we're, we're faced with a pandemic and all the effects of what happened in 2020. Our streets aren't safe. Our schools systems need to be improved. Our infrastructure right. is failing. There are so many things in this country that are going on that I think should be getting more priority. They're trying to take people's voting rights away. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't want mm-hmm. they don't want the kids to learn about race. Why are we having those discussions? But we worried about some comment that someone made in 2010. I think we need to get our values back to work to things that actually matter and make this country a better place. That's just the way I see it. Press, you leading that train. I'm right there, right next to you, because, <laughs> brother, it is a lot of stuff going on. We get, I can care less about what somebody said. Now, if it's one, and if it's something that affect me or affect, you know, cultures or people and stuff, that's different. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about those. We right. talking about just misunderstanding um, messages or whatever the case may be that you can iron out with a meal and a beer. Greater things in life need attention than, than somebody would somebody put out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everyone deserves a second chance. You know, uh-huh. we, we've had episode here in season two where we had someone that was a convicted felon on this show. And look at this person's now doing in the world. That person mm-hmm. received a second chance. He wasn't canceled. You know, you can say, hey, the things and choices that he made at one point in his life were damaged to his community. Yeah. But now he's in his community now and he's giving back and he's trying to make up for the wrongs that he caused to a community, how he destroyed his community. I think right. we have to look at right. these situations right. and understand that, hey, just because you've made mistakes, because you've run afoul of the law or whatever the case may be, there's redemption. And I think that those are the things that really make this country great when we're thinking in those ways and when we're actually living true to what that means. Jules, gonna hit it with that curtain call, bruh. Perez, this curtain call goes out to John Deloney. Deloney is a former associate provost and dean of student at Belmont University. Deloney has been a critic of cancel culture and has stated that dredging up someone's past is not a healthy way to make people behave better. From his viewpoint, he feels that we should give people the chance to learn and grow from their mistakes. And I second it. Mr. Deloney, President and I am pulling back the curtain podcast family. I'd like to appreciate and thank you for all your hard work. Jules, thanks for that curtain call. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.